Alright guys, what's up? Uh, this is Josiah. Samuel. And we're back. Episode 2. We're really doing this thing. We're in the second episode of the Chiss Ascendancy podcast. Star Wars thoughts from wild space. We can go anywhere and everywhere with this. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today, Samuel? Today we're going to be talking about the Clone Wars. And yes. it's relevant because just recently they dropped the trailer for Season 7, which we never thought we were going to get when they canceled the show in 2014. Yep. Uh, so we've got a lot of thoughts about what is the Clone Wars to what do we expect from this new season. Absolutely. And here's the thing. When it was canceled, I was just happy we got Lost Missions from Netflix. Exactly. You know, I felt so privileged to have that. But, uh, of course, when Disney picked up the torch, you know, and bought everything, I really felt like the possibility was there. But I knew they were so focused on the sequel trilogy and different stuff. We didn't even know about Disney Plus at the time. No. It was... And so... This is all new stuff. Yeah. Really, Clone Wars, rebooting the Clone Wars, saving the Clone Wars, uh, heavy on my heart. But the last thing I thought that was on Disney's mind. And so, yeah. uh, we're super excited. Uh, today is January 24th. Um, so, we're probably going to be posting this later on. So, as we get more videos posted, we'll be recording for that following, up to date. following week. Um, but we could not hold in our excitement for uh, Season 7. And season so... Seven, here we go. talk about a little bit about what is the Clone Wars because uh, a lot of our viewers they're gonna know what the Clone Wars is the timelines where it falls their favorite characters and all that stuff and that's totally cool but we also want to be new Star Wars fan friendly right you know and so right. I remember what it was like you know we were born in the 90s so I remember watching the prequels and being like so this is before Darth Vader and <laughs> so I want to make sure that we are friendly to those new fans absolutely you know Whereas, how does this affect Ray and Kylo Ren? Not at all. It does, <laughs> but not directly. So, anyways, so Clone Wars, um, you know, you have Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Right. And this is the culmination of uh, the clone army that has been put on order a decade earlier. Yeah. So, really, during the events of the Phantom Menace, Episode 1. Uh, and so, the clones are created. And then, at the end of Episode 2, you've got the Geonosis scene where... The Jedi's not that they're outmatched as far as quality of fighter, yeah. uh, but they're just outnumbered. And so um, you've got the whole moment where Dooku says, you know, you fought valiantly, but, uh, you know, should be recognized by the Jedi archives. <laughs> but if you surrender now, we'll think about not hurting you anymore or whatever. And, yeah. and Mace Windu's not having it. And so we think that <clears throat> they're just about to <laughs> mass execute these Jedi. Um, but... That's when my boy Yoda rides in with all these uh, clone troopers. And so Clone Wars takes place between Episode 2 and episode three. And the beginning of Episode 3. Yeah. So there's somewhere like a three-year gap in there that yeah. Clone Wars fills. I think there was just so much politically and uh, developmentally between Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, that needed to be explained. And I think that's what really necessitated. What? Uh, the Clone Wars. So, 
you have. <laughs> Can I, like I continue? It. Okay. Uh, so you have the end of the Clone Wars, right. or the end of Attack of the Clones, rather, and the whole episode, Obi Wan's just putting Anakin down. He's like, yeah, their you relationship is in a place. Yeah, he's in And even when place. he does something good, he's like, aim right above the fuel cell. He's like, good call, my young Padawan. Yeah, it's... He's like, good job, stupid. You know, he's still putting down... <laughs> it's nothing but backhanded compliments yeah, from Yeah, absolutely. He's like, you know that dress would really look good if you didn't look so fat in it? You know, <laughs> just backhanded compliments the whole time. And is it just me, or does he totally know, like, they're in that elevator ride on the way up, and... Freaking Obi Wan's just ragging on Anakin for having pit sweat, getting excited about seeing Padme again. And he's like, <laughs> and so I just feel like, yeah, Episode yeah. Two. There's definitely a Master and Apprentice. Shout yeah. out Master and Apprentice novel. But there's definitely that level of I'm up here, you're down here, and you just really just need to obey. It's kind of mm-hmm. when you're growing up and your your mom and dad are like, hey, do such and such, and you're like, but why? And they're like, cause I said so. And I feel like there's a lot of because I said so. Yeah, ads who come from Obi Wan in episode sure. two. Well, and it's because I think he realizes that Anakin has a lot of potential. And he knows that Anakin has a lot of potential. So it's kind of hard on him. But at the same time, he needed to still be restrained. Yeah. As the way the Jedi. So anyway, all that to say that between episode two and three, there's a lot of development. Yeah. Uh, for especially sure. in the political sphere, and you know how do we get from not at all thinking even about having a Republic army to fighting for more funding. Um, Excuse me. Misa propose. <laughs> you know, getting the power in the hands of the Supreme Chancellor. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what the Clone Wars is. It really kind of fits that dynamic and shows how we got from point A to point B, where point right. A is Attack of the Clones and point B is Revenge of the Sith. And something that's really cool is in episode four, I don't know why I didn't notice this for the longest time, um, but in the message from Leia to old Ben, mm-hmm. she says... To Obi-Wan, you served my father during the Clone War. Right. And so that was mentioned way, way back. And so it finally came to fruition at the very end of Episode 2. But we still didn't know really what the Clone Wars was Mm -hmm. until Episode 3 came out. So this really fills the gap. So the timeline, what is Clone Wars? Clone Wars is an animated show that was airing on uh, Cartoon Network in partnership with Lucas. Um, And uh, so it was airing on Cartoon Network. And then it got canceled after the fifth season. Yeah. Um, and so the sixth season, also known as The Lost Missions, was picked up by Netflix. Uh, and they created what was supposed to be a 22-episode season. It got cut off at, I believe, 13, 12 or 13 episodes. It was not that many. Um, I think there's 12 in The Lost Missions. Okay. But, uh, but it was supposed to be you know, the full 22 episodes. And I guess, I don't know if it was funding or they didn't care for some of the story arcs. Well, I think they were um, but it got the, cut at 12. I think they were going to do the Dark Disciple story arc as well. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of got canned. Yeah. I know that Dark Disciple, <clears throat> um, the the Crystal Crisis, where you talk about uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin needing to go uh, to Utapau. And, you know, in Java's Palace, you have the Amonamon uh, headhunter. We're going to get kind of deep here. But those Amonan people live on the surface of Utapau. Right. Uh, and so there's that whole thing where they're trying to, the separatists are trying to steal kyber crystals uh, because obviously the chancellor's pulling the strings on both sides and there's supposed to be a huge kyber crystal on Utapau. And so the separatists are trying to steal that. Anyways, there's that story arc, there's the Dark Disciple story arc, and then there's the Bad Batch story arc where it's kind of like the Dirty Dozen of Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, and all of those were made and had concepts going on but never came to fruition. Um, and so... 
Anyways, will we? How much will we see? We'll get into that later. For sure. Um, but basically, it fills in all the gaps, and like you said, there's amazing character development. There really is. Um, there between really is. episodes two and three, where you know, once you see episode three taking place, Anakin, Obi Wan are on a buddy buddy level. Mm-hmm. You know, Anakin's joking around about how many times he saved Obi Wan's life, and you know that business on Kid and Moya doesn't doesn't count. You know, and you've got I all didn't that going say on. Anything. And so, um, <laughs> so. Clone Wars helps fill those gaps. And my personal favorite part about Clone Wars, there's a lot to love. And we're kind of mm-hmm. transitioning into the highlights of what we like about Clone Wars. But, um, you know, going from what it is to what are some of our favorite things, I'll start. One of my favorite things is uh, I love troopers. And so whether it's clone troopers, stormtroopers, like, you know, you've got the variants of all of those things. You know, First Order stormtroopers are... You know, you got all that stuff, and then in episode nine we had the Sith troopers and all that stuff. But you know, uh, I love the three and three quarter inch action figures, yep. and there's the Jedi and there's the Sith and there's all that stuff. Uh, but I just love the the troopers, man. I just love buying the stormtroopers and the death troopers and there's just all these variations. So what was so cool to me about the Clone Wars is that it brings to life who a clone trooper is, right? It because kinda, in, in episode yeah. two, they just seem almost like human droids. It's just like everything is yes sir, yes sir, and there's not really I toy sir. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing anything like you know, freaking Padme falls and it's like, no, we shouldn't do this. We should go this way. And the freaking clone trooper, clone from Django Fett, is looks at Padme and is like, okay sir. And I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Freaking Natalie Portman knows. But anyways. Um, so in episode two and in three, like you get a little bit of animation from who Cody is, and mm-hmm. they try to make him humanize him with his relationship with Obi Wan. Yeah. But there's so much going on in that movie, and so you have multiple seasons to just unpack these characters. And um, I remember uh, when the Clone Wars movie came out, you had Rex, and I was like, "This guy's got blonde hair. What's up with that? That's out of that's out of regulation." But they did an amazing job of whether it's different speaking styles or haircuts mm-hmm. or tattoos or whatever. They really start to bring to life the personalities of these clone troopers. For sure. And so now you've got all these characters through the Clone Wars um, who are some of our favorite characters mm-hmm. who we never would have gotten if Clone Wars didn't exist. For sure. So, uh, you know, clones is a highlight for me. What's something that you really enjoyed from Clone Wars? Uh, I think for me, I've always kind of been into the philosophical side of Star Wars Mm -hmm. and so this really helps us get deeper into those kind of conceptual aspects of Star Wars that don't quite fit into the movies Mm -hmm. Um, because movies for the most part are so storyline focused and they have so much to get done yeah you only have I mean even if you have two and a half hours right you only have two and a half hours exactly and so you know they've got however many hours of Clone Wars and what I really like about the Clone Wars um, as opposed to Rebels is that Rebels, if they had a story arc, it was usually like one, two episodes max, mm-hmm. right? So they're trying to fit this whole idea into, you know, just this amount of space. But the Clone Wars, they're like, if we have an idea, we're going to give it its sweet time. You know, some of those yeah. story arcs go for five and six episodes. And they weren't afraid to, <clears throat> two episodes back to back, and then we'll go see what Hondo's up to. Right. And then maybe we'll go see what's going on in Coruscant or whatever. Let's see what's going on in Camino, And then two or three episodes later, they'll come back and do two or three more episodes mm-hmm. on that, you know? Yeah. And, they'll, you know, they just really took the time to develop those ideas. You know, we had the... I think probably... I had two favorite story arcs. One of them was in The Lost Missions. It was Yoda 
and his, you know, teeny tiny Jedi fighter was so adorable. Yeah. You know, going to all these lost planets. Um, oh, yeah. And then... he fir- That's when you start seeing who the Wills are. And right. And you get That's to, when you first hear... I think that's boy, like... Kwai is back from the dead. Well, I, yes. And I guess we kind of get hinted at it in the Mortis arc, which is my other favorite arc, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, they get a distress call from coordinates and they're meeting a contingent of clone troopers and they're like we're at the same place but we're not at the same place you know and they right. get taken into this uh pyramid death star planet and you know anakin has to be reconciled with the like all-powerful force beings where anakin draws his lightsaber and the father's like no mm-hmm. and he just like puts it away he with just his he, own hand he just touches yeah, the his, lightsaber yeah, with his yeah. own hand i was you know, my mind was mind blown. Blowing. So those you want to see those more conceptual, uh, deeper type force questions that right. really get answered, and they give you a lot of things to work with. They give you a lot of things to think about. Yeah, that's so funny because you're like, you know, I really like the deeper philosophical side, and I was like, I like the toys. <laughs> but uh, man, they did bring a lot of good toys out there. They did, the and you know what? I will give props to the clone troopers. They did an excellent job of differentiating. You yeah, know, what's the guy's name that does the voices? The guy, shout out D. Bradley Baker, the D. guy Bradley that does, Baker. and he also like he's an amazing voice actor. And something that he's really great at is uh, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, he's the voice of uh, Momo. Oh my god! So like, like all that stuff. That's so funny. Um, but the the cool thing is, I saw a video and and Ray's uh, talking about how he got in the headspace. Of yeah, those and he was like, troopers. you know, he's talking about maybe this guy's more of an officer and he's got more. He's, he's more clipped. You know, this guy's a rookie and he's he's kind of nervous when he's talking about. And it's just he just unpacks like the different right. styles and it's so cool <laughs> because it's it's really perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. you're watching it and you're like, oh man, these guys. You know, when they're talking about. Uh, when they first you first meet fives and echo and they're they're shinies you know yeah. they've never had any any battles being fought and so they're very like by the book you know yeah. and and rex and cody are coming in and they're like yeah we're not too sure about that <laughs> and they're just like we've been doing this for a hot minute so i just really like that um but uh other characters that were introduced... I mean, think about other characters introduced in Clone Wars. I mean, obviously... I think the biggest character that was introduced in Clone Wars that kind of has a pretty significant impact behind the scenes, never mentioned or thought about in the movies, but, you know, in the TV shows from the Clone Wars all the way to Rebels is Ahsoka Tano. Yep. And, you know, and she... And finally, she actually did not... Uh, physical, like visible debut, mm-hmm. uh, but her voice is in yeah, episode her voice nine. Is in episode nine. Spoiler alert. Uh, so, but she starts in the Clone Wars, and I remember when the Clone Wars movie came out. Uh, I was not a fan <laughs> of Ahsoka because uh, because the first the movie came out first. Yeah, before the series. The, was it like an hour and twenty minutes? Yeah, it was a little <clears throat> little side thing, and so it was just funny because. You're like, oh, yeah, Anakin, Obi-Wan, look at all these clone troopers. Oh, are we going to see, you know, Count Dooku and all this other stuff? And then it was like, hiya, master. And it was like, who's this? Like, what is she doing here? Well, and the best part was that uh, the Clone Wars starts right after, I guess, Anakin's passed the trials. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Anakin and Obi-Wan at the beginning are more on par with the friendship level. You know, right. Obi-Wan's not having to treat him like a subordinate. They're more equal than they've ever been up to this point. And I don't know if Obi-Wan's a master at this point yet. I can't remember, to be perfectly honest. And I always wanted to see his, you know, initiation to the rank of master, but... But the potential is there yeah. that they're both knights at the same time. Yeah. I guess is the and point so, I was trying to make. 
Ahsoka is brought into the story with us thinking that she is supposed to be Obi-Wan's new apprentice. Because right. Obi-Wan's put in for a new apprentice. He's like, thank God I've got Anakin behind me. You know, he's <laughs> just ready to put him back on the shelves. You know, it's six milliseconds away from putting him back on the slave markets in yeah. Tatooine. And uh, she shows up and little Master Yoda, he's like, going to Anakin. You know, so yeah. he sends Ahsoka off to be Anakin's new Padawan. Uh, something that nobody there was ready for. Yeah, and so she actually, uh, her character development is probably the m- the most that happens during the Clone yeah. Wars because you meet her when she's yeah, you meet her when she's just barely even a Padawan. She's right. barely out of I guess Jedi Elementary School. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but well, and I think uh, they introduced her because she tempered Anakin a lot. And mm-hmm. yeah, they need someone to help. You know, Padme can't be there all the time. Right. You know, which is his, in the movies, his sole reason for doing anything is like, because I have to say Padme. And so, (laughs) (laughs) so in episode three, he seems more calm, cool, and collected. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that it would pull the maturity out of him. And it's just like Yoda to be like, it's for her, but it's really for you. Like, (laughs) to bring the best out of Anakin. So, uh, man, Ahsoka's story arc is amazing. Um... I mean, think about Hondo. I'm I'm, not, I'm discounting all the clones because I'm just saying clones. But I mean, you've got right. You you've got, got Rex. You got fives. fives. Oh, R.I.P. Fives. Echo. Heavy. R.I.P. Again. Jeez. You've got all these guys. You've got Hondo. My friends. My friends. Yeah. So he's super cool. He also makes an appearance in Rebels. I think a lot of the star characters that we only saw in From the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars make a lot of appearances in Rebels. Yeah, for sure. Um, Including Savage. the Dark Saber. Yeah, very true. You think about Savage Opress. Yeah. From Clone Wars. Mr. Krabs Strikes Again. Yeah, you've got... Uh, Not doing any different voices, by the way. Mr. Krabs is just like... Yeah. I'm even, angry. Even in The Mandalorian, he was like... <laughs> the Mandalorian is the same exact voice. Uh, Governor Blothal, same exact voice. Savage Opress, same exact voice. Yeah. They're like, got, just give him another one. <laughs> you've got Savage, you've got... Uh, you got the Night Sisters. You got Mother Talzin. You've got Pre Vizsla and the Mandalorians yeah. making a big appearance. Well, and the Night Sisters was a lot of foundation for Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Too. So you know, there was a lot borrowed from the Clone Wars that was new in the Clone Wars that's given a lot of substance to the newer stuff they're putting out. Uh, so so and, okay, here's another one of the storylines that is my maybe my favorite storyline in Clone Wars. You know, you talked about Mortis arc, super super cool. You have Yoda's right. journey, and Yoda really starts to kind of unpack. What's going on with this Sith Lord? Right. You're what's like the, this what's the close danger? to figuring it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but my favorite story arc is the return. Man, my boy Darth Maul comes back. And when he when he and it's just an amazing Bro. story arc from like he's lost his mind, he doesn't know where he is, he doesn't even really know what's going on, and he just knows one thing. Freaking Kenobi. Obi-Wan's up there. He knows Kenobi. <laughs> he wants to kill him. He freaking um, doesn't even know his own name, and he's over there, and his horns are like this long, you know? <laughs> and he's like, Kenobi! Yeah. That's all he knows. Uh, and so it's just an amazing, um, amazing story of redemption in a way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, at one yeah. point in the Clone Wars, he's uh, significant enough in the grand scheme of what's yeah. going on in the galaxy that Sidious is like... I'm taking a longer lunch than usual. I'll right. be right back. He like, doesn't get his hands dirty ever. Yeah. And he's always like, got to take care of somebody else who's going to do it. Yeah. So he brings you know, out both lightsabers. Yeah. So sick. So you know for sure 
That he's making waves. He's yeah, making waves. He, if Palpatine's like, you've stepped on my plan. Yeah, and exactly. I don't lack it. I remember when. I remember the first time. So when when Clone Wars came out, I hadn't watched it. Uh, yeah, and, I hadn't watched it for probably until it was almost done. I think I caught up to it right before we got the Lost Mission. See, here's the thing: you you watched it before me because I remember there was a time that I was I was house sitting for somebody or something, and we were watching, and I was watching Netflix, mm-hmm. and I remember that. I asked a friend of mine from college, is the Clone Wars any good? Like, because I didn't, I remember not liking the movie. And I remember being like, there's this one chick with the head tails, I don't know what that's about, (laughs) you know? Wasn't a fan of Ahsoka, you know? I'm so sorry, like, she ended up being a really cool character. She is a fan favorite, but Uh, never made it super high on my personal list. Really? That's just me, though. Well, I remember asking my friend from college, one of my roommates, is it good? And he was like, aren't you supposed to be, like, the biggest Star Wars fan I know? And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> like, you haven't seen the Clone Wars? So, anyways, over this two or three days that I'm house-sitting, I watched all six seasons. Mm-hmm. So, all first five and then the Lost Missions. And I was like, what have I been missing? Yeah. Uh, it was like the first time that I had, you know, a, a triple from Whataburger with cheese. I was like, what? This has been here my whole life? Uh, so, we're from Texas. So, in and out's not as good as Whataburger. It's just... It's and... Face True the story. music. Feast, face the music, man. So, anyways, uh, but I remember just loving Darth Maul's story arc. And, um, you know, I remember feeling like, you know, obviously I love the prequels. Love, love, love mm-hmm. the prequels. Um, but I always felt like, dude, we had such a cool character. Like, Darth Maul was so cool. He looks like Satan himself. Like, he's an embodiment <laughs> of what evil should look like. Right. And, um, you know, the Dooku Jedi Lost novel that came out, the audio drama that came out, so and good. his play, his his work in uh, Dark Disciple and his work in Master and Apprentice really started to expand and help me like that character. Yeah, I was and never, Clone Wars as well. Yeah, I was never but a huge be- fan of Dooku, but yeah, that Dooku from, Jedi Lost, a lot of depth. Yeah, a lot of depth. Yeah, but just from the prequels, I was like, you mean to tell me we had Satan with a double-bladed <laughs> lightsaber? And we're going to downgrade to Saruman. Like, I love Christopher <laughs> Lee, okay? I love it. I love that he has a heavy metal Christmas album. <laughs> like, Christopher Lee's the man, okay? But as a kid, I was like, this is a this is a downgrade, you know? Yeah. And uh, and so I felt like they, they realized that they were kind of, they messed up. They should have kept this guy around. Um, and I know that when episode three came out, they were like, how about a robot with four arms and lightsabers? So Can I, feel I interest like they, you in... Four yeah, they, they kind of try to counterbalance it, but in Clone Wars, it's a beautiful redemption story of, like, he becomes his own person, right. like, he's doing well, things it, for just himself, he's yeah. not a pawn anymore, uh, and so I think Darth most, Maul's story arc is my favorite in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I think most of the background, background, background stuff we have on Maul comes from the novel Plagueis, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't count anymore, but not to me. Uh, Plo Koon, he got some, some righteous screen time. Oh, yeah. Um, but he, you know, was basically just taken as an infant, as far as we know, it's never been like discarded openly or, you know, replaced by any other storyline, but just kind of taken as an infant by Palpatine and trained, uh, to become basically what, uh, Ventress was to Palpatine when Dooku was his apprentice. So he was just, you know, like a third man to get his hands dirty because Palpatine was now in the public light. Um... And so, you know, he was made, but then in the Clone Wars, it's like a genuine rags to riches story where he was unmade and then like brought himself back to the Yeah, yeah. Like he's, you literally find him on 
a junk planet. Yeah, like it's, it's literally it's not Rax's Prime, but it looks like Rax's Prime. Yeah, and uh, he's just his top half, obviously, because Obi Wan, you know, gets through the old swoop. Yeah, he gets the extra one. creepy with the bottom half spider legs. Yeah, he hates spiders. Yeah, he's got the spider legs going on, which to me, if you're like losing your mind and you're having to use the dark side to hold yourself just together, just to hold yourself together, like, why that's... not two legs? <laughs> like, I'm thinking arachnid bodies. Like, I don't know what he was thinking, but dark you know, spider super cool. If I'm having to like go like this on walls, you know, yeah, to, fair enough to get people in tunnels. I'm uh, going spider body. But you get you, so you get that story. And then he makes his way off that planet. He's super gone. His like you said, his horns are super long. He just looks like he is not in his right mind. Yeah, uh, that's Savage. like the Zabrak version of not shaving. When yeah. you see somebody in a movie, and yeah. they're just like drinking Jack Daniels straight from the bottle, and they just haven't shaved in like eight weeks. That's what we see out of Darth Maul. Like basically, Darth Maul looks like. Tom Hanks from Castaway, <laughs> except for instead of a long beard, it's long horns. And instead of uh, a volleyball named Wilson, he has a snake that says, Sal. <laughs> such a far stretch. It's like an analogy that never touches. Like, instead of a volleyball, what about a snake? Like, what about Lucifer from the garden? So, um, anyways, so he's got this story where, and then they join, join forces with the Mandalorians, and then they use the influence of the Mandalorians in Death Watch uh, to attack and overthrow these other two or three huge crime syndicates. You got the Pikes and yeah. uh, the Prince Zizor race. I can't uh, remember what Black they're Sun. called. Oh, yeah. They run Black Sun. I can't remember the name of the race, though. I, I don't remember. know. All I know is the guy that makes the deal with Black Sun is voiced by Mr. Krebs. <laughs> we are the Black Sun. He's like, we accept, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like after Savage throws his lightsaber and decapitates literally everybody else at the table, Mr. Krabs is there to tell Mr. Krabs that he'll take the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've got that whole thing. And then, of course, the climax of his, well, not the climax, but the the fall the fallout of his story, of course, is when Sidious goes and just hands his butt to him and Savage at the same time. Yeah, he does them le dirty. Yeah. yeah he's just like, he's so, like, all right, uh, yeah, so that's my favorite overall story sick. arc. Um, so great story arc to pick. Ca- characters that are developed. Obviously, Ahsoka is a huge one. Savage, Savage is there. Was super cool. Uh, Ventress, she's big character. Yeah. You see her kind of like opposite of Maul, where she, you know, has it all. Downgrades herself for to go have her own life. You know, mm-hmm. in, in a little bit, uh, a little bit I, more reclusive, a little yeah. bit more anonymity. And. Uh, I love Savage because guy has a lightsaber, kills you with his head. Like, right? Yeah. He's just so he's just a, a giant monster. He's running with the lightsaber and then he just goes, yeah, he's, he's the just, opposite of Rex from Toy Story. He's like, I do want to use my head, you know? <laughs> he just freaking rams a Jedi Master with his horns. So that's super cool. Um I mean other characters obviously five story arc is super impactful. Yeah. Um, all that oh. kind of stuff. And I feel like even though you you've seen episode three the whole time you're rooting like, oh, he's going to bust this case wide open. And you hey, know it just can't happen. Freaking some of them do, though. Yeah. You get Rex, my main man. Yeah. I think, yeah, I would... I would love more than anything to get more Rex time, I think. Yeah. Well, we're going to get some, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I did think it was pretty savage that, you know, in Rebels, if you haven't seen Rebels, fast forward like Sorry. 30 seconds. But in Rebels, you know, you see... Cody and or not Cody, you see Rex and Wolf and mm-hmm. Gregor, who have survived, uh, and they've removed their chips. Yeah. So they don't. But 
I then I read that it's believed that that Commander Wolf carried out Order sixty six and then removed his ship. He's like, I'm getting pretty sick of you, Jedi. <laughs> Kills him and then goes, Ah, I'm feeling morally compromised. Let's take this ship out. He's but like, ah, doesn't count. Doesn't count. Right. So, anyways, <laughs> um, so those are some of my favorite characters. So that would explain the wife beater. Uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just lost it all at this point. So, uh, so. By the end of Clone Wars that we have so far, um, Ahsoka's left the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And yeah, by choice, she was uh, she set was put up. on trial but exonerated. Set up, and then by the most annoying apprentice I think that we encounter, she was I forget her name. Barris. Barris. God. <laughs> yeah. Kill me. God. That story arc where they had to like team up, and she's like, I've memorized every tunnel in the entire planet, Ahsoka. Can't you? God, kill me now. Uh, so she sets her up, and... Which is kind of messed up. Why can you set up she's like, you're literally master. her only friend, yeah. right? She's like, already hates her master. She's like three quarters dark side at this point. Yep. And she and a lot of people thought that Barris was going to be second sister from Fallen Order, but she wasn't. Yeah, that would have been neat. So, uh, okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. But by the end of Clone Wars that we have right now... Yeah, so anyway, she was exonerated, and she's like, you know what? I'm not going back. And I think that it really kind of shows that... I think they do a really good job, and maybe it's through Ahsoka's story, of showing the Jedi are not the people that they should be. And not right. because they're being forced into the war. Like, what were they going to do? No, we're not going to help the Republic. Mm-hmm. But it's more of, you know... I think a lot of people had a lot of hate for George Lucas by introducing the concept of midi-chlorians because they were like, the Force should be accessible to anybody. But to me, one of the reasons that George introduced it is so that he can say, the Jedi aren't focused on your heart. They're not focused on your desire to do good. They're focused on, well, you have the most potential, so we're going to take you instead. Right. And they start to really unpack the shortcomings of the Jedi. Um, And so by the end of Clone Wars that we have so far... Uh, Sidious is full on in charge. You know, him and Yoda almost kind of have a fight in a vision, mm-hmm. and Sidious whoops him. Uh, and so Yoda is so close to knowing exactly what's going on, mm-hmm. and then doesn't know what's going on at the same time. Uh, Qui Gon has begun to communicate with Yoda through the Force, and at that point, he cannot become a physical being yeah, like we fi- see Ben finally do or Yoda do. on his due but I think they did that one because he uh never shows up in the original trilogy obviously because he hadn't existed yet right um and at the same time you know they just like his training wasn't complete you know he still had things to do before yeah. he died on Naboo and I was I was worried that when they use that terminology when when Qui-Gon tells Yoda I can't manifest my physical presence. My training was incomplete. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what the heck? Is he never going to... But I, but we know now from uh, from a certain point of view, a uh, short story uh, collection that came out, that when he speaks to Obi-Wan on Tatooine, he does come into the physical. Like yeah. we see Ben and Yoda. Yeah. Um, so and I guess I, you can train in the afterlife. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense if, if they're part of the cosmic force and they're just going on forever. Yeah, just like sipping um, on straight... Force juice all day. So, uh, and I, you know what? And I was really hoping we talked about this last episode, but I was really, really hoping for Qui Gon to make, a, and every Jedi, especially Anakin, but especially Qui Gon, make a physical appearance mm-hmm. as a Force ghost. Yeah, I really wanted it. And <clears throat> maybe specifically Qui Gon was held back because they want to show him start to manifest and teach Obi Wan in the Kenobi series. Yeah. 
Um, but anyways, so that you're there. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin are pretty much where they're going to be by the end of the Clone Wars. Um, and so uh, to round off this episode, uh, let's talk a little bit about what do we want to see in Season 7. I know that we know a yeah. lot of what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the possibilities? What do we want to see happen? Um, and maybe some... What, what? I guess we'll start with what are your far-fetched desires? Dang, far-fetched desires. Yeah. Uh, that, that you don't expect, but it would be sick. I've already got one in mind. Yeah. Well, and we know... Qui-Gon's not going to really talk to Obi-Wan at all. He's gonna If he talks at all, he's going to be talking to Yoda. I would like to see a lot more... It can't be Obi-Wan because in episode yeah, three... Yeah, because in episode three, he's like, Master? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if he's talking, it will be to Yoda, but I would like to see you know some more of his character, maybe how he's mm-hmm. playing a role, trying to uh, show the Jedi you know what's going on right. behind the scenes. Uh, I do want to see like the unraveling of Anakin a little bit more because... His fall was abrupt. I mean, you have to see somebody's whole life fall apart in two and a half hours. Right. Um, but season seven is supposed to take place during the beginning of episode three. Right. And that's I not, think that's a you, huge. I think that opens up so many possibilities. Right. Right. Maybe we get to see the business on Cater Nemoidia. Right. Uh, doesn't doesn't count. Doesn't count. Because the only time we see Cater Nemoidia in the Clone Wars is a useless Jar Jar Padme arc. <laughs> uh, I, I could do without any more Jar Jar story arcs. They're all just the worst. When I no, I like it, them. I like them. You can have them. <laughs> uh, but I want... I, I would love to see that kind of stuff. Obviously, I want more Anakin, more Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's yeah. my, my boy from day one. He's always been my favorite Jedi my whole life. Yeah. So that's only been redeemed more as I've watched and gotten deeper into Star Wars. Um, so far-fetched. Something that far-fetched. you don't expect, but it would be sick. Ahsoka to die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we've already got Ahsoka. We've already got her in Rebels. Wow. So I know it's not going to happen. Well, don't unfollow us yet, folks. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I didn't say anything. Jeez. Uh, okay, come pass. Come back to me. Come okay, okay, okay. Me. Here's mine. Ready? Here's mine. We know for a fact... That when the Clone Wars were still going on, that Chancellor Palpatine and Anakin Skywalker meet Mithrani Rodeau. Ooh, that's a good one. Smart. Smart. That would be lit. And I said this last episode, but if I see Qui-Gon on screen as the Force Ghost, I'm adding this one to the pile. If Thrawn comes in, Clone Wars Season 7, I will take my shirt off as I'm watching that this episode. That would be sick, yeah. Because it's already set up. It's yep. already set in stone, it's, and it's during it's the Clone Wars. It's in Thrawn Alliances. And why if you would you put book. Thrawn in there? Dude. He's the people's champ. He is people's champ. So, and they have the new novel coming out. I just think it, it would be clever of them to just put a little, eh, little nugget. Yeah, to see even, that story arc would be, I mean, it's already set up. Even I mean? if, I know we only have so many episodes. Like, I think it's only going to be 12 or 13 episodes. Like, they've already said it's only going to be 12. Can it be infinite episodes? But, <laughs> right? But why couldn't it just be like, there's an important meeting, and, because we know, obviously, this whole time that Palpatine is kind of, Oh, come along, Anakin, what do you think, you know? Yeah. I don't know why it sounds like Obi-Wan, but... <laughs> come along, Anakin. But it would be cool if if it was a secret so meeting. Like, it would be cool if there was a secret meeting where Obi-Wan's like, you know, does anyone know where Anakin is? And he's having a meeting with the Chancellor. And Obi-Wan turns his head. Okay, I've already envisioned this in my mind. But Anakin turns his head, and as the door is closing, right, so he can be like, what's going on in there? Just a glimpse just a small glimpse of Thrawn, Anakin, and Palpatine 
Shirt's coming straight off. Well, Theron and Palpatine haven't met at that point yet. They don't meet until after three. What? Yeah, the first Thrawn book in the new trilogy that Tennessee's um, put out. Because he's meeting Palpatine at after the Empire's already formed, and he's like, are you the one? And so they're Oh, like, so, yeah. so Anakin and, and him, Anakin but and Palpatine's him. not there. Yeah, no, Palpatine's not there. It's on a planet in the Outer Rim. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But I would still love to see that. You're right, because he's remembering. Okay, mm-hmm. but still, to see Anakin and, and Thrawn. Yeah, that would be That would be sweet. Sick. Okay, uh, so there's my Farfetch. Did you think of one? Oh, no. I was so focused on Thrawn. All right, all right. I'll keep going with possibilities, <laughs> and then we'll wind it down. I'll do two. I'll, do, I'll, I'll come up with two more, and then you've got to have a crazy one by then. All right? And then okay. we'll, we'll, we'll wind down the to them. I'll be thinking. All right, guys. It's just me and you. Uh, so, all right. Here's another couple possibilities. Um, I would love to see... I don't know how, many, how much time we have, and I know we've already got a novel, so the chances of us seeing this aren't as strong. But I would love to see uh, Quinlan Voss's Dark Disciple arc. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I know we've already gotten a novel, but to see Quinlan Voss with the red lightsaber and Sith eyes would make my life. And also, Hasbro, if you're listening to me, make a fully articulated Sith Quinlan Voss figure. That would be sick. There's one. Uh, you got Quinlan one Voss, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal and I'm going to go a little bit. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I, as a birthday or Christmas present. One point in the past, Josiah got me uh, the omnibus of all the Quinlan Voss comics because he's he's one of my favorites because of the Dark Disciple arc. Um, but there is a storyline where he uh, is drugged and loses all his memories, mm-hmm. and he wakes up and he doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't have his lightsaber. He doesn't even know who he is. And you get um, to see more of his impulsive side. And he just instinctively draws on the dark side and like kills a bunch of bounty hunters with Sith lightning. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I would love to see that. And maybe, I know that the stuff that you're talking about necessarily isn't canon anymore, but it could. But he does go dark for a second. Yeah. So we could still see something like that. When you um, see uh, Palpatine kind of scouting Voss as like a replacement yeah. apprentice as well. Yeah. Um, so we only get him a little bit, and they kind of make him like the Big Lebowski. I think they literally steal lines from the Big Lebowski for his character, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see him get a little more depth. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know there's a rumor for a new Quinlan Voss figure coming out. And so maybe it's because he's going to be back out. I don't know. They they do re-releases, but we'll see. Um, A Quillen Voss Black series would be sick. I know we're getting into toy talk. But, um, okay, I'll say one more, and then we can wrap it up unless you have something to add. Okay, I'll think about it. Uh, Again, something we already know. Well, at least in concept, it's already been talked about. And they showed at one Star Wars Celebration or San Diego Comic-Con, one of them, they showed a clip of Boba Fett and Cad Bane shooting it out. And... Boba Fett kills Cad Bane, who at the time is the strongest bounty hunter in the galaxy. And Boba Fett's my favorite Star Wars character. Cad Bane is super dope, though. And I know. I love Cad Bane. And I like that he likes nice hats. He's dope. I would like to see them fight. Yeah. Because that's the rise of Boba right now. Yeah, and exactly. And so with the Mandalorian coming out, one thing that I I don't like as a Star Wars fan is I don't like it when other Star Wars fans hate on the stuff you like. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you like episode eight, it's yeah. not my favorite, but that's cool. And I will talk with you about the parts that I like. And if there's a part I don't really care about, I'm not going to try to bring you down. I don't like that people who keep talking trash about Boba because they love the Mandalorian. Yeah. And we didn't get to see as much of Boba as we wanted. We know that George wanted to escape the Sarlacc, but he felt like it took from the story of episode six. Mm-hmm. So I would just love to get one or two episodes 
that are just dedicated to Boba Fett just killing folks, just going in. Doesn't even matter if there's a bounty or not. Flamethrower, burning. So you want to see death. Boba kind of go from kid Boba working under uh, what's your head? Orsing. Orsing, uh, where he's like, I don't want to kill anybody. I just I, you want to see him go dark. I would even love if I know that they already have the concept and the skeleton work, but even if they redid the work. And maybe it's because we can go a little bit further because they've unpacked the idea that it could be during episode three. Yeah. So it could even be a couple years later. I would love for to, for D. Bradley Baker or Tamura Morrison to voice him. Not because, <laughs> you know, like, because I know, like, Daniel Logan, he's a huge Star Wars fan. He's dedicated to the brand and he's a cool dude. I've actually spoken to him on Instagram and stuff. He's a cool, he's a nice guy. Uh, but because Daniel Logan's voice is still so young, even though he's a grown man... You know, if he walks in, he's like, that's enough, Cat Bane. Like, it just doesn't lend to the badness that I need Boba Fett to be. So it would be really sick if Cat D. Bradley Baker was like, yeah. you know, if he voiced him, that would be sick. Make sense? It makes sense to me. So those are a couple of things we're looking forward to. Obviously, Bad Batch is coming. You know, Battle of Mandalore is going to be sick. Mm. I know that they're going to make Ahsoka and Maul seem equal. But if Maul just hands her her butt... I and like just it. destroys her. And then she, we know she's going to survive, so what's there to fear, right? Right. So, anyways, it's so exciting. It's an amazing time to be a Star Wars fan. Clone Wars is coming out. Obi-Wan series is on the way. You know, there's talks of other trilogies and stuff. So, it's an amazing time. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been the second episode covering the Clone Wars. And then uh, we're going to be trying to be doing these things weekly. So, keep tuning in. Thank you guys for listening to The Chist Ascendancy. Rock on. May the force be with you always. The only family you have here is me. That's going to be my tagline. I'm going to make it. See y'all. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, if you liked what you heard, please like this video, subscribe to our channel, and you can also find us on Instagram at Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. We'll see you next time.